Welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with created content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isowe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Yes, we're back. <laughs> this is the space I love every now and then. Welcome to the World Cafe live show. What are we going to be doing today? I have a secret. Though it's open, I have this amazing, amazing individual with me today on the show. His name is Great Man Tuckett. Yes, you heard it. Great Man Tuckett is on the show today. I'm excited. And I'll contain my excitement for now. Great Man. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm very good. Welcome to the World Cafe thank you, thank podcast. You. Thanks for having it's me. It's amazing. Thank you. First of all, the energy with which you do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's out of this world, right? And uh, I want to thank God for your life. Thank but you. But before we go into it, doing any other thing, let's meet this great man. Tack it. Why that name? Well, it's my real name to start with. Really? It is. It's my real name. You know, you're kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And I get this a lot, so I understand. So, it's my real name. Okay. My name is Great Man Ademola Takit. Okay. Um, the Ademola there gives me away because then you know I'm Yoruba. Yeah. But before then, you, you may not know. Honestly, my, my thought was you're from Plateau State. Yeah, or, people, people say that. Yeah. Because of the great man Taki and the Taki Taki, like yeah, Dalong, 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 Function, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I never knew, even yeah. though yes, I've heard you a couple of times, you know, flowing Yoruba and all of that. Yeah. Like, are you and Nigerians? Anybody yeah, can, yeah, within can, this space can do that. Yes, I mean, so Taki is the way I'm from Kwara State. Okay, yeah. The, um, I mean, northern by geography, but. Mm. I mean, very much south, southwestern. Yeah. By culture, by and culture, everything. Yeah. So, it Takit is a is the my the way my dialect calls Otakiti. Okay. Otakiti is a Yoruba, um, whatever. And some people in Edo also share that name, Otakiti. Okay. Otakiti, yeah. Okay. It's it's given to someone who's brave, who's smart, who's yeah. So now you just cooled us on how diverse and at the same time yeah, connected, connected we are in, yeah, this yeah. Country, in this country honestly yeah. welcome thank you so when did this all begin for you we all know great man Taki to be this beautiful singer uh, worshipper we'll come to that anyway yeah, yeah. and a songwriter when did yeah. it begin for you well I would say the first time I put pen on paper was in 2004 um and then the next time I would put pen on paper was in 2008. Okay. And then next time was 2009. And then it just kept going like that. Right. It became intense, more intense. Mm. But I mean, as a kid, my parents said I almost did not have a childhood because I always sounded mature. 
Okay. So with oratory, I was always articulate with my an speech. Old soul. Yes, I was always an middle. old soul. Yeah. <laughs> and I always like to interact with people that are older than me. Till now, most of my friends are older than me. Okay, no, not, not anymore. You know, but growing up, most of my friends were older than me. Hmm. Um, I, I, I would say that cognitively, hmm. when I discovered that I could sing was when I was 11. Okay. I was washing the dishes. Okay. And then I sang and I'm like, ah, I like what I'm hearing. Mm, you know? Hearing yourself. Yeah, when I was hearing myself, I was like, okay, I could pull some stunts and it was good. Okay. And then um, ever since I've been into music, I've just been in the music space um, from my GS1. Okay. I became choir director in school. Okay. I became, you know, I, and I just kept going like that. Even, you know, almost as though that was a test for me. Mm. So my school was, I went to a boarding school. I went to two boarding schools. I went to GSS Kujay. I had to go my science. Here in Abuja. Yeah. Mm. I grew up in Abuja. I was born in Lagos, but grew up in Abuja. Okay. Um, so I went to government science secondary school, Kiakasa also, that's Airport Road. Um, and almost as though it was a test for me, because my school was divided into like senior secondary and junior secondary, of okay. course. Yeah. So in the senior secondary category, there, there was a choir director. I was in FCS, mm. Fellowship of Christian Students. And then there was FCS, there was YCS, there was MSS. Mm. MSS was the Muslim guys. YCS was young Catholic students. All right. And then Fellowship of Christian Students was the body that housed everybody that was not Catholic. Okay. And so in FCS, there was senior secondary choir, there was junior choir. And so I was leader of the junior choir. But when the senior choir director left the school to write YX somewhere else, I became director for everybody because they felt, okay, this guy is quite good. Mm -hmm. So I became... so. I mean, my ears were always trained for music. Yeah. And I didn't grow up in a church where we used instruments. We just didn't have them. Mm. And so my ears had to be trained. And I did not grow up on church music. Okay. Yeah, I did not grow up on church music. I grew up on radio music. So I radio. listened to everybody. Mm. I listened to everybody. My ears are diverse, which is why in expression, my... My expression is versatile. Yeah. Because I've heard everything. Yeah. You know, I grew up on radio, mm -hmm. not church music. The only church music I remember growing up to was um, Ron Canoli, Don Moen, and okay. that was in the VHS cassettes. Yeah, those days. You know, Ron Canoli, Don Moen, maybe Alvin Slot. I think there was a compilation that it was a DVD that had Alvin Slot, Ron Canoli, and all them guys, even the Benny Hinn, whatever. Yeah. And those were, as far as I remember, the church music, you know, that I listened to, that was the church music I listened to. Every other person, I didn't know who Fred Amond was till I was in university. You don't say? Yeah, yeah, or Marvin Sapp or any of these guys. Kirk so I, Franklin? No, I didn't. I mean, oh, 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 mm. oh, oh, but that was radio yeah. for me. And that was so. You didn't radio. know who was doing I, that? Yeah, I just knew his name because he was Kirk Franklin. But I did not, you know, intentionally go to listen. My parents did not listen intentionally like that. They were more inclined to the Don Juan. Um, um, Ron Kenoli so yeah. integrity music yeah. vibe and so after that I went to boarding school I left home early because okay. I went to boarding school before boarding school I was supposed to join Nigerian military school you know so all of that made me leave home early okay. so I was in boarding school all through all right. and then went to the university and all so my ears have been trained for music yeah. but it wasn't just church music I could do church music because of course I was in school mm -hmm. And I was in FCS and I was, there was church music everywhere. I knew what, um, alto soprano tenor was before I knew their names. I would teach them, you know, because my ears were trained for it. Yeah. 
I knew how to count bars. I just knew instinctively mm. how what 16 bars were before I ever learned how to rap. Okay. And so I was always a singer until I got to SS3 of 2009. Mm. You know, so that's very recent for you. <laughs> you know, listening to you now, it's like, you know, when you read about Bob Marley, yeah. something like that similar. Oh. Because when you hear when he created uh, the reggae music, yeah. you know, actually then the call as in Fat Domino there's this guy called Fat Domino and he used to play those sounds right. the soul and all of that yeah. now his sound was like the way Bob Marley described it yeah ta-na-na ta-na-na ta-na ta-na-na ta-na-na ta-na you know he doesn't know the yeah. whatever how to put it but yeah. that's the beat so but the reggae music is ta-na so he actually yeah. The way you just described it now, listening yeah. to them, like, okay, why why can't I do something yeah, exactly. different? Because if you listen to Bob Marley and the Whalers, the very beginning, beginning. it didn't sound like reggae at no, all. It didn't sound reggae. More like, like you said, church music. Yeah. Because he grew up in, in church. church. And yeah. that's what I just see here. So more like I know this thing. Yeah. Instinctively. Yeah. You know, I just have it there. I just have it. But now coming into this frame it's like okay so yeah. these are all the things i've been i've been learning learning and yeah. all that so it's like it's easy for you to flow yeah now how did you because great man tackett has a story yeah great man tackett has a street he yeah. grew up yeah on or in yeah because the way we came to see you yeah. is like one day he was not, and all of a sudden, he's everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. But actually, he has been there. I've been there, yeah. Now, how did it transit for you? The transitioning now. Okay, so I'll say it like this: it's a it's a mixture of a lot of things. Okay, because there's quite a number of stories that I'll have to tell for it to make more sense. But I'll try to be brief with Go all ahead. of them. 2009 SS3 was when I started rapping. I mean. That's like the third time I put pen on paper. Okay. Every other time, I just sang people's songs. So the first time I'll put pen on paper, just to 2004, SS2, 2008. And then SS3, I was about to finish Y Neko, I think. And my friends double dared me. I was the FCS guy. Okay. Who would always sing, but I had <laughs> interesting friends. Mm. Um, so they were not churchy. And the people, people were called bad boys. So we would listen to Lil Wayne, we listen to all of them guys. So I was singing one day and one of them just said, I better get out. Maybe your mates be Lil Wayne where they sing. Mm. And I'm like, I can rap. They're like, no, you can't. Because nobody had ever seen. But I had done it in GS2 and SS2. So I said, I can. They said, it's a lie. I said, okay. So I don't know what made me, you know, what made that get to me. And I composed the beat in my head and wrote to it. And so I told them to hit the lockers. And everybody's and I rapped. I can never, I can't remember the lyrics. <laughs> but then that was the beginning of me rapping. Mm. I was like, okay, I can do this. And the, it was so good to them that they made me do it during our passing out. Um, was it the video? Because there was this video I saw on your Instagram handle. Yeah. As in... No, the video is, never, is not out. It's, okay. it's not even possible for it to be out. I can't because I saw that. you as in, you were with a group of friends yeah, yeah, yeah. and you guys were just doing your just thing. Yeah. It's not it. That one is even still recent. Okay. In 2009, 2010. All right. 2009. Okay. And then 2010, I entered into school, um, Mina. And then I joined a group called YWAP. 
Okay. Youth with a Purpose. All right. Founded by Dr. Charles Anonimo. Okay. Um, and that helped me hone that gift even more mm. because I was, you know, in a campus fellowship of a, of a ministry. Yeah. And then I was in this non-denominational, very wild guys, you know, type group. So people were rapping and every Friday we'll go for Friday night ciphers. Mm. And so that helped me. They, they expanded my brain. It was like brain exercise. So it'll give us topics, weird topics, and then they'll say we should relate it with the gospel. Mm. So they can tell me to write about um, chandeliers and cameras and relate it to the gospel or plug and spanner and relate it to the gospel. And I'm like, okay. So I began to do it. And somehow my dad would say, just do it for God. Yeah. My dad is a preacher. Okay. And he'd say, just do it for God. I'm like, okay. I'll do it for God. Somewhere in my heart, I just had a heart for God, a thing for God. And so, but where I would say that, because I wasn't that kid that, I wasn't that kid that knew what he wanted to become okay. in life. I wasn't that kid that would say, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a nun. I didn't know that. So I grew up with a, with a lot of abilities, mm. but not knowing how to, not knowing what to do. Yeah. And so that made me go through a lot of phases in life. Let me just leave that side. Yeah. But speaking to the music, 2012 was when I would say I had a calling. Okay. When it was when I would say I, would ha- I had an epiphany. Mm. I just knew by God that you are supposed to be an artist. I'm supposed to be an artist. I'm supposed to be a music minister and all. And so the definition of it began to come as I took steps you know because on one side oh you can sing you are very good you're a very good singer and you should fit into the church type music yeah but on the other hand you're a very good rapper because I grew I I caught up fast to be honest okay I caught up with the lyricism really fast as of 2012 I was not scared of any rapper and I was lyrical very lyrical yeah so um so on this other end you're a rapper and then you could do afro beats like I was before they called it Afro Gospel, I was doing it. Before anybody named it Afro Gospel, I was just doing it. Yeah. You know, because I grew up on Two Phase, Remedies, mm. Plantation Boys, yeah. One Day Cole, all them guys. So I would I could, you know, express like that. Okay. And so um Yeah, so I would I was doing all of that. So I knew that all of these things, there was a bracket that that accommodated all of these things, but it wasn't popular mm-hmm. as at then. So I mean, I kept doing it, kept dropping music. 2012, I did a thing with um, Gospel on the Beats okay. called Gospel on the Streets. One of my songs that now went viral, I put it on my project two years later. In 2015, I, I won a competition called Bookie Unstoppable Rap Competition. It was Bookie that did it. Okay. The artist Bookie. Mm, okay. So I won, I won that competition. Um, the people who took second and third were Angelo, was in Lagos mm. and Limo Blaze mm. third mm. Um, so that's how far I mean I've known Limo Blaze since 2012 and then um, 2016 you know there was a lot of transitioning for me 2016 I got into the gratitude 2016 ending and then I served I mean I served there for four years mm. with, with writing with performing with you know Working yeah. basically, that was my ninety-five or ninety mama calls, <laughs> depending on what we were doing. So that also helped me with, like, expressing every time. Yeah, I didn't have stage fright because, you know, 
to rewind back, I wasn't just doing music. I was doing music. I was acting. I was drawing. I was I was in, in people's faces every time. I was speaking. I was doing debates. I was, in the, debates, arts, I was in. in the arts, and I've always been there, you know. So I didn't have anything called stage fright. Yeah. In fact, I had more stage fights with few people than with many people, you know. And so, um, with the gratitude, I wasn't Great Man Takit because Great Man Takit is my stage name. Stage name. And so I had to drop that. I was just Great Man. Yeah, of course. It's my real name. So I had to bear it as my real name, mm. not as the artist. And so that happened for four years until 2020 May. And then I started all over again because I was already doing professional music, being itinerant from 2011, even as a student. And then um, from 2010, basically, mm. even as a student, into all of these times. And then dropped, I had dropped the project before I entered the gratitude. So when I left the gratitude, I just picked up from there, but it was hard. Because now I'm no longer, I, I had to do things by myself. Yeah, so. And so I had to, you know, so, so for people that recognize you, like, I know that guy, I saw mm. a video, and, which made it a bit easy, but, you know, it, I still had to do the hard work. Yeah. But then I had to intensify on it, like over two, three years. Yeah. And then here we are. Amazing. You know, your, your story is so unique because, like I said, whoever, sees you today hearing mm-hmm. all of this like really mm-hmm. he went through this route mm-hmm. we, we thought he just no, no, you know no, sprang no. up from somewhere <laughs> and all that but he has this rich story, story yeah. yeah there's a story behind great man Tackett, yeah you know and looking at it from church from the very beginning yeah yes because I mean, you're not ashamed about the mm. way you said it, like mm. from church. I listen to church music, even yeah. though, yes, I have ears for music generally, yeah. but I grew from church. And that has been that anchor holding yeah. and all that. The day I heard you do worship, as in what we describe as worship yeah, yeah, yeah. in church, I was like, excuse me, <laughs> who is that guy? <laughs> we thought he just does, I mean, all he does is a Afro. Afro gospel or rapping or something and all that but intense worship yeah you 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 when i heard that it came across to me as somebody who spends a lot of time yeah with god yeah that's you know that's what i just see yeah a little bit of that how do you how do you have been how is it with you when it comes to that aspect um i've served in church okay a lot i mean in the capacity of choir director, cell leader, yeah. all of that. I don't think any church would want to entrust that with you if you are not grounded in God. Mm. That's one. But on a personal Christian basis, like I said, I feel like I got my calling in 2012. So my just my my trajectory changed, you know, from 2010, 11, 12. 12 was that mark. Like I just I just began to see life differently. I just began to see things differently. I just knew that there was something at stake. There was God's kingdom that needed to be propagated. Yeah. You know? And so, um, for me, I'm somebody who desperately needs God. I know what I'm capable. I don't know about other people, but I know what I'm capable of without God. I know the extent to which I can, you know, perpetuate evil Mm. without God. And so, I know that God is the anchor that helps my soul to stay in one place. And, 
quite frankly, I failed a lot at life. Mm. You know, um, academically speaking, growing up, I was the brightest. I was the brightest. But then I just, like I told you, I didn't know what I was supposed to become. So I, I became fish out of water. Mm. I began to do what I wasn't supposed to do. What I know I wasn't supposed to do, what I think I wasn't supposed to do, mm. until God told me, this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you're supposed to do. I've always been an artist mm. and a brilliant one at that. So because I had failed at many things, you know, I stopped depending on my ability to have things figured out. Yeah. I, did, I stopped doing that early. So because of that, I began to depend more on God. Because now I'm, I'm entering um, territories or entering a terrain that that I wasn't so used to. I didn't have the stuff figured out, so I had to depend on him telling me to take steps that were unpopular. Yeah, you know. So I began to take some of those steps, and I was misunderstood for a bit, but it was it was okay, you know, because I knew at that time I was sure. I was hearing from God. Yeah. And so I just kept moving. And um, I guess that also um, helped me to... Deep. It was more like David. Mm. You know, like, somebody's after your life for the last, for the next 12 years of your life. And so you know that the only person that can save you from the president of the country yeah. that has all the power exactly. at his disposal yeah. is God. So he's the one that will tell you, don't go here now. Go here around 3.30. Mm-hmm. And if 3.30... Um, hits and you are not there your life is at stake true so that's how I began to move and so it helped me you know be very much intimate with God I I would not say that I started getting really intimate with God you know as a preacher's kid no mm. it was when I was in school it was oh. when I you know, I was failing it was when I was I was not you know the most confident in myself mm. yeah that's when I began to really depend on God and then I developed confidence in that Rather than you know, just understanding. Okay, now now, you 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 you've been in this space for a while, yeah. and I mean, we give it to you, grown capacity and competence and all, you know. Now you are at a place where you stand as an influencer. Yeah, you know, a lot of young people in our generation, you know, not just in Nigeria now, yeah. in Africa and abroad, abroad, yeah. they look up to you. Yeah. Does that put you under pressure? Yeah, a bit. Okay. Yeah, it does because then it just means that every step I take is amplified, mm. it's magnified, sometimes out of proportion. Yeah. So it puts a bit of pressure, but no. Yes and no. Yes, because I'm aware that this is what it is, but no, because I'm like, I'm also aware that I cannot please everybody. Mm. Um. I'm also very, very cognitive and cognizant of the fact that the person I'm, I'm living in front of is God. There are very few people I've made up my mind to please. Um, God, my parents, mm. my spouse when I have one, mm. my family, and then the people I call mentors and covenant friends. Yeah. When I'm fine with these ones, I think I should be fine. Yeah. Good. I, I like that because the truth is you can't please everybody. Yeah. But there's this principle I have. I, I call it playing for the audience of the one. Of the one. You know, and somebody asked, why do you say that? I said, well, you know, when you go to concerts, there's somebody standing on the stage. Yeah. Everybody's looking at, we're all person. focusing on that, that person. That person, you know. But imagine, turn it the other way around. Around. 
the person is sitting down and the audience mm-hmm. is singing, singing to him. To him. And that's how I see God. So yeah. when I do things, I it's not as if I don't focus on people. People, but my attention is on God. On God yeah. yeah. If he tells me what you're doing is wrong, then it's wrong. Then it's wrong, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter how right, how right the audience is, yeah. you know, and all of that. So that principle has been with me. And just what you just said now sums it up. I can't please everybody, but hello, I have one person. Mm-hmm. If he's happy with me, that's fine. You know, and all of that. So, what are you up to now? This is 2024. Yes. 2023 yes. was eventful. I attended one of your <laughs> years in church and it was a bomb as in. Yeah, thank you. For for my age, it's not as if I'm old. Okay. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> you know, for my age, when yeah. I came as in the Afro Gospel in at the Summit Bible Church, when I got in there, a couple of people were like, okay, uh, you guys will sit upstairs oh, and all. Yeah, I said, who, me? <laughs> and I never see you. <laughs> so I'll be here on this floor. I want to enjoy, enjoy myself yeah. from the beginning wow. to the end. I was standing there. Wow. Then my daughter walks in and she was trying to make her way. You know? And I said, I beckoned on her to go. She said, no, I want you to carry me. Oh. I was like, ah, carry you. She had carried me, not hold me. Wow. So when I put on my shoulders and I started moving and we got to that, she knows your songs. Wow. All of them, as in mm-hmm. the, the very one they always sing at home, the first one was yeah. Fire, Fire, Fire. Oh, the one that with Yeah, the one with T.Y. And when she got there, it was like, I don't know, certain people say ah, they planned it. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, of course, I, I could tell it wasn't planned. So, it was a bomb for me and yourself, Limo Blaze, and the rest of them. I came back home that day telling myself, we have a future. We do. No matter what anybody says, mm-hmm. we do, we have, do. A we have a future. It's real. You can't deny it, mm-hmm. you know. So that's 2023. This is 2024. Yeah. What are we expecting from you? I mean, we're expecting more, more of those. I didn't do a personal concert last year, okay. 2023. Okay. Um, this year, I'm going to be on tour a lot, All right. especially from the second half of the year. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be dropping. There's a project coming out called Worship Season. Okay. So you guys look out for Worship Season. It's coming out. It's coming big. Um, it's about eight songs, worship songs this time mm. around. Mm. Um, because... A lot of people have said, guy, put out worship project. We need a worship, like, we need a whole worship project for me. So, yeah, I'm doing that. The Lord has allowed me, has released me to do it. So, I'm doing it Amazing. for you guys. Um, it's dropping on the 26th of January. But then there's going to be a lead single from it dropping just before that. That's okay. 22nd. Right. Amen, Amen. Amazing song. You guys are going to, it's, it's an amazing song. Very simple, amazing song, I promise you. Um, everything is ready, the videos, everything. So, both YouTube and everything is just going to, Becoming the videos, I'm going to be releasing them one by one. But right. the songs, everything is going to come out on digital streaming platforms on the 26th. Yeah. Um, after that, I'm going to drop in a couple of singles, Afrobeats, okay. some right. of them hip hop, some of them drill, and then it will lead into the album. Okay, yeah, the album. Still, I'm still looking for a name, but God is the greatest seems to be, you know. Okay. be the title right. and that one is going to be fire it's going to be fire and then after that we'll go on tour 
It's going to be campus tours. There's going to be international touring. Okay. It's going to be quite a lot, a number of things. Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine the year will be very busy. Yeah, very, very busy. But I, I know the Lord is your strength. He gives Amen. you that. I mean, ability, mm-hmm. staying power. Mm-hmm. You know, to do all of this, mm-hmm. and He will keep you. Amen. He will keep you. Amen. You know, and uh, let's look at collaboration. Like you said, you, you didn't do any single last year, as in all your concerts. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they were collaborative Perfect. concerts. Yeah. So, how do you see that? I've, I mean, in 2022, beginning, God mm-hmm. told me collaborate. Collaboration is what what brought out Commando. Mm. You know, collaboration is important. Joel to Army, they collaborate. And that's what it is. It's in the last days, and we're in the last days. We're in the last of the last days. Yeah. So collaboration is quite key for people in the body of Christ. Collaboration generally is a very important thing to do. You know, the biggest establishments are establishments that collaborated. You know, they saw the strength and the weaknesses they had. And they saw the strength and weaknesses that these ones had, and then they complemented each other. Mm. And then the Bible also says that two is better than one. Yeah. One chases a thousand, two is better, two chases ten thousand. So not to talk of when a conglomerate comes together yeah. with one voice. Yeah. God said these people is one, and there's nothing that they decide to do in their hearts that will be withheld from them. Yeah. So collaboration is very key in these times, in these last days, for Christians yeah. and for Christian creatives. Yeah. And so um it's something that I would really, really encourage. Um, also, although there is also a time mm. to establish what God has called you to do, mm-hmm. to establish that name, that mm. that brand, that, yeah. and these things are not churchy terminologies, yeah, but um, they are not less godly. You know, to have a brand, to have what you stand for. Yeah, you know, a name is a brand. Yeah, and the Bible says a good name is better than silver and gold. True. So as an individual, you know, it's important as a creative to evolve from being just an individual to being an institution. Yeah. You know, when you grow to become an institution, then people can, can people's destinies can be, you know, incubated under you. You become yeah. an oak tree, like the Bible says, yeah. that many birds will perch on and give shade to many yeah. people. So collaboration, so when you develop into that, then you can collaborate and then it makes a lot of sense. It has more impact. Because we need to also have a united front as Christians. And I don't mind that it starts from the Christian creatives. Mm. You know, that that would show quite a number of other people that collaboration is quite important. You know, it's important that Christians have a united front. It's crazy that that's Jesus' only, that was Jesus' only prayer point. And I mean, if Jesus prayed and I can answer by being united with my brother, then why not? Amazing. I mean, I, I, I when you said using that term, I mean, uh, yeah. example of institution, yeah. you know, I smiled to myself because I did something recently, you know, within my podcast space, you know, yeah. and I talked about, yeah. you know, being an institution. Yes, wow. being an institution, things that define the world. Yeah. Three things for me people, mm-hmm. places, places, institutions. Wow. That's it. A good example is Michael Jackson, for example, you know. Yes, he was of Jackson 5. But when he moved out and became Michael, Michael, the truth is nobody, nobody could stand. Undeniably, undeniably like, he stood just out. Exactly, stood out and all of that. And uh, the trail blazed. And yeah. people started following. And that's what I see. So, I, I mean, being an institution, 
in itself is like, so you mean you're now shape, shaping culture? Yeah. You're changing the way people see things. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody comes up to do one or two things and they don't look at you. <laughs> now, great man be that now. Yeah. As in the, the, the flow. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's where great man flows and all that. So that's mm-hmm. says, that points to the fact that he has influenced a set of people. Yeah. And it's good. It is. It is. It good. is. It's important. We, we, I mean, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Sincerely speaking, I'm happy for you as in seeing this happening in my country, <laughs> my time, Your time, you generation. know. And guys, in my neighborhood. Come on. Don't worry. <laughs> I won't tell you that. I won't tell you that. So, uh, TY, I see you do a lot with TY. Yeah. Why? Um, I'm big on evolution. Okay. Um, I learned from where I was before that evolution, you evolve or you die. It's the way of the world. Mm -hmm. So we are not of the world, Mm -hmm. but we are in it. Yeah. And so God will not send you to a people that you don't understand their language. True. You would would have to learn the language of the people. That's one. The person that I see in the Christian space that has mastered the art of evolution mm. is T.Y. Bello. True. You know, she knows it. She knows how to stay relevant. Yeah. And I dare say she will stay relevant for the next 40 years. True. Jesus Christ. True. She's just T.Y. And um, I would say that the way it started, I started listening to her music um, from a deep side, mm. from a very, very deep place. Mm when she started releasing spontaneous worship mm-hmm. sessions. That was during 2020? No, that was COVID. before. She had been doing it. Okay. It became popular during COVID. COVID. But she started doing it in 2016. You don't say. Every Thursday. Every Thursday for the last, for since 2016, mm-hmm. she has not missed one worship session. It's literally an altar. Whoa. So I perceive, so you know when scripture says discernment of spirit, mm-hmm. I discerned her as a priestess. What did you just say? Priestess. Cool. <laughs> you know, when I asked you the question yeah. and you started talking, yeah. what it has always been with me. Yeah. I call her the priestess. She that's what I called her from the very first day I started listening to her. I don't follow her as in she but gives the, me that vibe. That's the truth. And it and it's okay. Of you course. See, it, like I said, it's it's very non-conventional. Very it's very non-churchy. You know, you don't have a place to put her in church no. setting. No. But she is very, she's like Melchizedek. Yes. You know, it's just, it's kingly, but it's priestly. Mm-hmm. So, and that's me. You know, as much as I am in church, I am not just there. You know, I have been sent from it into the world. And so, I started listening to her music a lot and then I began to pray with it a lot. Like I was just, I would just go. And so when I when I started doing my own music, I mean I got connected with Dr. Foy. I didn't know Dr. Foy and TY were close. And then that's just how things began to I mean, and it was very, very organic, very natural. Mm-hmm. Because Dr. Foy is also a very spiritual person. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Foy. And so he insisted that it was going to be natural. And then one day I was in Abuja and then I just got a call that TY said she wants to see me. Because she had begun to listen to some of my songs. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, this guy is up to something. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it was also just God's favor. Yes. It and was. it was time for yes. that to happen. Yes. And so 
I really, really love T.Y.B. She's like a spiritual mother to me. I can imagine. And as much as she's my friend and everything, it's not just that. She's my mama. And that's <laughs> I what I imagine. Like, mama. Guys, we've been talking with Great Man Tackett. Yeah. You know, the way we started this, his name is actually Great Man Tackett. Yes, right. He's not a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. He's not a stage name. Mm-hmm. He is Great Man Tackett. You will agree with me. I mean, we've had an amazing time hearing the back end stories of how it started for him and where he is today and where he is going. I mean, it's just amazing. Our generation is blessed, you know, as as a country, as a nation, as a people, not minding the challenges we have. But when you see things like this, Bimobles, with man, and T.Y. Bello, and all of them, Dr. Foy, everybody, you come to say that we have the future here. So it's a question of us coming together. Honestly, I want to keep him, but I can't because he has other things to do. But before I let him go, what's that word you want to share in, say, 60 seconds with that lady, that guy, that child out there? Um, follow God. Let me say it. Just chill with God a lot. Mm. Chill with God a lot. And then for for Christians who have who God has given a voice to, I think it's it's high time we began to um respond to the demands of the heart of Jesus, which is unity. The the onslaught coming at us mm. requires that we are united. Mm. If not will be torn apart like this. It's important that we are united. It's very important that we are united. Let us begin to see more of our strengths than our weaknesses. Mm. Let us begin to amplify our strengths than our weaknesses. Let us, don't lend your voice to the accuser. When your brother does something wrong, the first thing to do is not expose, it's to pray Mm. and then be led by the Spirit. That's what I'm saying. Unity. That's what we need now so much in the body of Christ. And I extend that to my country, Nigeria. (laughs) We need to be united. Guys, it has been an amazing time, you know. But you know, time is not our friend. But like we always say it, the word cafe is a space where we bring positive vibes and energy, you know, where we come to lean on one another's experience to forge that positive path. And today we just... Ah, a bolt of energy from Great Man Tackett. Well, you know how we say it. Till I come your way again. My name is Amakri. Amakri is away. Bye for now. Great Man? Bye for now. Awesome time it has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, my HRO Notebook, and Hawker's Focus on God on Amazon and Roving Heights online bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at the same address at Amakri Isoboye. I love to hear from you and how this podcast has impacted you 
You can leave me a message at my email address, amakrigaribaldi at gmail.com. That is A-M-A-C-H-R-E-E-G-A-R-I-B-A-L-D-I. Yes, till I come your way again. Bye for now.